0: This episode is brought to you by ShelfBucks, bringing digital innovation to the shopping aisle for the first time. Go to shelfbucks.com. Welcome to This Week in Location Based Marketing, the most trusted podcast dedicated to the new business of location. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 169. We're recording this live across the dimensions, the time dimension. For me, it is Saturday night, February 15th for a Asif, not located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And in fact, seeing the future, what is it, midday there on uh, Sunday, February 16th?
1: yeah just after lunch uh, on Sunday on the other side of the international Dateline uh, in Sydney Australia yes, it is AsifCon. still from the location based marketing association, a little
0: bit jet lag, but hey we we don't miss an episode do we rob so you're you're off the plane how how many minutes uh, I don't know, like three hours or something three hours off the plane and and uh, the first thing that Asif does is check into a hotel and room and we jump online to get this weekend location based marketing done. Uh, what are you doing in Australia? For the, Remind people why you've just traveled, what, 22 hours across Canada, across the Pacific, and into Sydney. What are, what are you doing there?
1: Well, we are launching a new chapter uh, right here in Sydney on Tuesday, the 18th, the evening of the 18th here in Sydney. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, we've got a lot of the local uh, players involved, Proximity, which is an agency here. Um, Tapit, which is based here. Um, Posse, I mean, some great companies. A, a law firm that's hosting it uh, give us their kind of perspective on privacy and all those issues. And and the Canadian Trade Commission is supporting us as well. So we've got lots of people backing us here and we're excited. Uh, so if you're in Sydney,
0: 18th, come see us. Come see me. Wow. Dedication. And you're only there for like five days, right? Because you're going to Fiji as well right after this? In the middle of that. Yeah, in the
1: middle i got to go to Fiji.
0: So. so Fiji, which is is, is east you're flying a little bit east of uh, of Australia, back into the Pacific, and then you're flying back. And then what's that? A four-hour flight? Five-hour it's flight? Well, five, five and a half. Yeah. Flying back to uh, Sydney to fly back to Canada. It's crazy. Like, Bing, 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 Bing. And then crazy. And you'll be back when?
1: Uh, Saturday night uh
0: time. we have uh, we have a great show we we're going to continue with this format of what we are doing right now which is we're going to highlight some eight or nine of the of the key stories that uh, that happened this past week we always find out that there are too many stories and we can, and it's very difficult to c- cover the six because the seventh eighth and ninth and tenth and eleventh story are just as important and just as relevant but we just don't have any time so our new format is we're gonna take the top eight or nine or even sometimes 10 stories. We're gonna cruise through those. We're just gonna give a high level, uh, you know, a high level look at what those stories are. Then we're gonna take three or four of those and go into a little bit of a deeper uh, dive like we typically would do. But this just gives us an opportunity to, to broaden the number of stories that we bring to you because you know, they're just there's so much happening and we feel like we're leaving so much on the table. Um, off the table uh, when, when we go through this process. So today we've got nine stories that we're gonna highlight. We've also got our Mobile minute with Chuck Martin, our app, which is Touchroom as Sifa alluded to there. We've got a great resource of the week, which actually um, fascinating. It looks at how location-based marketing delivers ads to the in-store shoppers. And our guest this week launching his first book by the end of this week on SMS, Greg Hickman of Mobile Mixed, a good friend of mine and a, another fellow podcaster that does a mobile marketing podcast at mobilemixed.com. And his book is on SMS marketing. So uh, he will be the guest and uh, he will also be the feature of an episode on Untether.tv this coming Wednesday. We're going to start right now with Chuck Martin and our Mobile Minute. Here's Chuck. Welcome back to another Mobile Minute. It would seem that the use of passive data would help both consumers and retailers. Is that true?
2: Well, interestingly, we we have active data. For example, uh, research we've talked about here in the past from Euclid, they're they're tracking millions and millions of shopping sessions, so they've got sensors they can track when people go in stores and where they go. Uh, Some new research from Survey Analytics, what they did is they collected what's called passive data while shoppers did a survey. So they were doing a survey on their mobile phone and it showed that the top purchases were electronics, clothes, toys, and new phones. But while they were doing that, while these consumers were doing that, survey analytics was using passive data collection to learn other things from those phones such as what apps are running in the, in the background while they're, while they're doing, uh, what operating system is being used. So this is really sort of a, a new trend in terms of how data is being collected. It's not just what a consumer says, it's actually what's happening on their phone at the time.
0: What do you think the implications are of capturing this kind of data?
2: Well, the the, uh, the the obviously privacy implications, this is all opt-in so the consumers are aware of it. But the, the value received could be pretty astounding because you you as a marketer d- can find out what, what really will be appealing to someone, what operating system you're using, what apps you're using, what time of day it is. And those kinds of things, if used very smartly, can provide more value to the consumer so it's more relevant information.
0: And that is Chuck Martin and our Mobile Minute. Of course, you can subscribe to a Mobile Minute every single day from untether.tv or you can do it through iTunes. It's a video podcast only. If you would like the audio version, just let me know, and I will start publishing the audio version. I publish that five times, maybe six times a week, because there's so much content that Chuck puts out, and we just try to capture it as, as often as I can and share it as often as I can. We thank Chuck for allowing us to use it here, and we also thank you. Thank you for taking your time to watch that. It's Chuck Martin and our Mobile Minute. All right, on to the app of the week, Asif, for lonely hearts with a great distance between them, we turn to our cell phones, our smartphones, don't we?
1: Yes. So this is an app called Touchroom, um, and it was, it was put together by uh, one of the big agency groups, uh, uh, Goodby Silverstein Partners, and um, it's interesting. It, 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 you know, it's exactly that. Uh, it's about, you know, creating a connection between two people, who, you know, can't physically be together but, uh, you know, need to be together somehow. And so basically what this thing does is it's kind of like, you know, a WebEx or GoToMeeting type of platform. You create a a virtual room, an online room, and uh, you invite somebody to join you in that room. Uh, And then you go into the room and they're in the room. Uh, This is all virtual. And then you kind of move your finger around on on the screen, and the person on the other side, who's in the room, can see you know these you know these dots lighting up as to where your finger is, and they can do the same. And when you happen to hit the same spot at the same time, it turns from blue to red and vibrates the phone, and you've created a connection.
0: Why didn't Hallmark do this?
1: I don't know. Like this simple thing.
0: Like you know, why does it take an agency to put something like this together? This seems perfect for, for a company like Hallmark, it's t- too bad, but uh, I think you can go to touchroomapp.com and you can download this yes. in, in the App Store or Google Play and uh, reach out and literally touch someone. And AT&T. Vi- yes, and vibrate someone. Yes. Yeah, well that is our App of the Week and we had our mobile minute already. Now before we jump into the actual Let's, stories yeah. here... I want to uh, I want to bring up something that I'm trying out for for uh, and for this show as well. Every once in a while, we need a new facelift. We need some new bumpers. We need uh, uh, you know some new materials, some new video stuff. We need some new uh, production value. So I've set up something called a Patreon, which is very interesting. It is basically like a Kickstarter, an ongoing Kickstarter to help fund independent content creators like Untethered.tv, like what we do here with This Week in Location-Based Marketing. And it is based on a what, you, you know, pay for play, I suppose, is the best way to the best way to put it is you literally pay what you think that the show is worth and you do it on an ongoing basis. And what I'm asking for from Untethered.tv is a dollar a month. So if you think about it in terms of This Week in Location-Based Marketing, 25 cents an episode uh, will go towards supporting this. And I think that this is of, of, you know, I love this kind of concept here. This isn't just a one-time fee. This is an ongoing fee, but what it will do is if we hit milestones, I will start to upgrade the quality, the audio quality, the video quality, the production quality, the bumpers, all those kind of things as a result of your contribution. So it's, it's kind of, if you think that you're getting value out of this and you've always wanted to contribute to a show like this, make sure that we keep doing this, why not? do this as an individual. Sure, we're going to get sponsors on the show. We're going to do all that stuff. But you as an individual, if you're finding value, we'd appreciate it. So you go to patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash untether. You'll see my page. You'll see my plea. And hey, if you pledge $25 or more a month, you'll get one of these babies. And I'm pretty sure that I can get a sieve to throw in a couple of shirts or something like that. And that has to do with it. So please, support us we'll continue bringing the show either way and if you can't afford it don't worry but uh, anything you can do would help us greatly so patreon.com forward slash untether uh, i love this kind of concept of uh you, you know of, of of being a patron of untether.tv in this week in location based marketing all right on with the show the first story all right yeah so our, our, uh, our first story is uh
1: Comes to us from a group called First Aberdeen, which is uh, the public transit uh, system, the bus, the buses in Scotland in Aberdeen. And um, really, really interesting. I, I, I love this thing. What they've done is they've put augmented reality uh, on the back of every seat. So you know, you're sitting in your in your in your bus seat there, and on the back of the seat in front of you, you see this little thing. And it basically, it, it, uh, you download download the app that they've got. Uh, there's free Wi-Fi on the bus that's powering all of this and basically it creates what they're calling an augmented reality channel, okay? So there's content that you can engage with while you're riding the bus here. Um, You know, I think this is smart. You know, we don't need to put, you know, screens like they do on the airplanes in here. We don't need to do that. You know, it's a lot easier, a lot simpler, you know, and you're still entertaining people and creating an experience there. And so there's there's videos there. There's interviews with, with, with staff. You can buy movie tickets and watch trailers. You know, all from this sort of content channel that they created in augmented reality. Very, very smart, uh, and a great way to use that real estate and, and engage people with, uh, you know, you know, with what's going on while they're riding the bus.
0: All right, our second story involves Royal Caribbean and the control group. If you've ever been on a cruise, you know what I'm talking about when I say if you're on the lower decks, you have no windows. You're stuck in this little cabin. And what they've done is they've created this, like, 80-inch screen, high-def display screen with sounds. Basically, it brings out, uh, you know, um, uh, sounds from the sea, as well as it brings in these images based on the location of the cabin, the location of the screen, what wall the screen is on. And uh, it captures kind of real-time, marine-compliant um digital images so like when the sun is setting the sun is setting when you're facing you know if if the screen is in front of you it's it it's got the front view of, of what's going on in the boat if it's behind you 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 get the picture um, so this is, this is what they're calling a, uh, dynamic rendering engine. Um, and they're g- leveraging, uh, GPS data and it actually changes the balcony view. And they put actually a balcony rim around these images it, just so that it gives you the sense, that feeling that you're actually inside uh, a cabin with a window. I, I just, I just wonder how quickly they're going to start charging for windows and all those 81, uh, cabins that they've, <laughs> that they've, that they've outfitted this, but a pretty realistic views. They've done a whole bunch of science behind this to be able to see how they can simulate, um, having a window with a huge digital screen we are of the age of screens and high-resolution screens bring windows to windowless cabins on Royal Caribbean awesome
1: all right our third story uh, comes from the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago and they've uh, put out a campaign called the way of the shovel and so basically this is a a billboard uh, campaign backlit uh, uh, boards on, on transit shelters and things like that. But what I like about it is is that they, they're, they're making it interactive in a sense. And this is not digital. This is not mobile. This is literally a backlit thing that they've created in such a way. And it's kind of like uncovering the inner archaeologists in everybody. So you actually go up to it and, and like you you scratch it off like a scratch card. And it unveils, you know, like, you know, this 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 hidden content underneath it. So I think it's really interesting. I think this is a great way to uh, to, to engage with people and get them thinking about, you know, going to the museum and what they can discover uh, when they're there. Uh, just really, really neat. So Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago.
0: Very. I like that. I like that a lot. And even when you dig deeper, you get a coupon, like a two-for-one, yeah. uh, you know, entrance coupon, and you know, entrance fee. So uh, I do like that our fourth story we're going to be talking about this a little bit later as well so i'll go through it pretty quickly is sears thinks they have a winner that combines mobile shopping with local store convenience and they've introduced something called it in vehicle pickup it's a new service powered by the shop your way mobile app which is a sears app it enables customers to pick up their online purchases at any sears store within five minutes of of arrival without leaving your car how does this sound for guys like me who hate shopping So basically, you shop online or on a tablet. Uh, You choose your in-vehicle pickup at checkout and log into the Shop Your Way app and enable location. So once you pull up, basically you pull up, GPS is triggered, your location is triggered, a timer starts, and lo and behold, your product arrives within five minutes. I'm not sure if they do a five-minute or free thing, but I'm willing to give that a try if they do. So that is Sears, offers curbside pickup with online purchases through their mobile application. We'll be talking a little bit about that further down on one of our featured stories.
1: Excellent. Our fifth story is a map uh, called Where People Run. Uh, It's a series of maps actually in different cities, major cities around the world, um, that was uh, put together um, uh, by, by one guy and he basically went out and kind of like looked at all this content that you can get from you know, Keeper and FitBands and a whole bunch of things like that. All, all that data that's sort of available through the APIs in these systems and put them all together and built maps for, for various cities around the world so that you can see what the most common running routes are and, and all that kind of stuff and you maybe you can sort of adapt your running or choose different routes based on that. Um, you know, really, really neat and it also helps um, uh, city planners, uh, urban planning, uh, you know, can benefit from this as well in the sense of understanding that, you know, there seems to be a lot of people running in this area. Maybe we should build some dedicated paths and things like that, uh, you know, uh, for them. Or, or maybe we need more in another area where we don't have any. Um, so, you know, really interesting when, you know, and a great way to take data like this and apply it, you know, to both from a citizen perspective as well as from a, from a city urban planning perspective. So, where people run.
0: Our sixth story. Hey, it's been a while since we've talked about Amazon. Uh, last week, Amazon launched an update to their iOS application that included something, a new service called Flow. Uh, it is designed to be a better way to search for products uh, than by simply typing things in. That's the old fashioned way. Remember when you actually used to hit, actually have to hit uh, letters on your keyboards. So now basically it, it also avoids the whole process of scanning things with a barcode or a QR code and it literally does image recognition we talk about this a lot on the show about image recognition so what they've said is that flow is a way to search for products without typing scanning a barcode or taking a photo it allows customers to simply move their iphone camera over multiple items while standing in their kitchen bathroom or laundry room or many other rooms or other stores which is what they didn't put in there it identifying and purchasing most of their shopping list in seconds all you have to do is download this application we're going to be talking about this a little bit later you download the latest version on ios uh at the very top is a little button at the search bar at the top uh search bar at the top you tap on that you choose flow you point it at the product in question and boom it identifies it you can add it to your cart it is not 100 percent perfect but it is 100 percent perfectly scaring the crap out of all other retailers today amazon flow we'll be talking about that in a few minutes there you go. Our
1: next story is uh, about some funding uh, for a company called Localytics. Uh, they raised seventeen million dollars uh, this past week, uh, and that's coming from Foundation Capital and Polaris Partners. Uh, so that brings in total that uh, they've raised twenty-five million now uh, to date. And uh, these guys just keep rolling. I mean, they've got uh, five thousand app developers and publishers using it. Uh, they've got, you know, some of their clients are like companies like ESPN, Clear Channel, SoundCloud. I mean, big, big names, eBay, you know, and so on, are all using uh, localytics uh, uh, technology in the background. Uh, the app, uh, or sorry, the, the, the platform itself apparently is, is already embedded into 20,000 major apps, 1.4 million devices using it. So lots going on here, and, and now they got uh, a big chunk of fuel to put in the tank to go out and, uh, and grow this even further and take it into uh, international markets and, uh, as well.
0: Check them out at localytics.com. Our eighth story, maybe in, ret- in retribution, maybe in response to the Microsoft Foursquare deal that we had talked about last week, Yahoo has partnered with Yelp. Uh, now, this is a huge, well, I guess the, the terms of the deals aren't known. This was just announced on Friday. She, um, uh, Marissa Mayer inv- unveiled this at an employee meeting, uh, and it will incorporate Yelp's listings and reviews of local businesses into results on Yahoo's search engine. As I said, I wonder if this is in response to Microsoft and Foursquare's deal. Uh, I also wonder if this uh, furthers the speculation that Yahoo will move away from Microsoft and Bing their search engine and get back into the native search business. This uh, battle for local, 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 hyper-local content is just starting, and this is Yahoo's response. It has to be to Microsoft working with Foursquare.
1: Our last story comes to us from uh, Richard Branson's uh, fabulous Virgin America. Um, you know this this airline never ceases to uh, stop amazing me in terms of what they're doing, and so they've they've launched a a, a service uh, on on the basis of an app called Here on Biz uh, is the name of the app, uh, and basically what this is is creating a social network in the air and helping you understand who you're flying with, where they are. Uh, using, you know, LinkedIn data, pulling through an API connected to GoGo's Wi-Fi network on the plane. Uh, So basically this is all about, you know, we know the location of the plane right now. We know the location of all the other Virgin America planes right now. And and people check in at Virgin America gates. And anybody that's, you know, part of that, you know, network, basically we can figure out who they are, where they are, what they're doing, you know, from a LinkedIn perspective, and we can try and connect with them from a social uh, engagement perspective. The intention of this really is about, you know, trying to you know make business connections and get business deals going and facilitate conversations with fellow travelers.
0: Those are the nine stories that, uh, and you know what, I, I figure that we, we tossed around, you know, tossed away you know, probably at least double that in those stories. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna expand on the nine. We did eight last week, nine this week, it'll be 10 next week, it'll be 15 the week after that. There are just too many great stories, and we're going to take three of those stories and do a little bit of a deeper conversation around those in a few minutes, but before we do that, I've got a special guest today, Greg Hickman. If you don't know who Greg Hickman is, his name should ring a bell around the mobile marketing space. He uh, is a podcaster extraordinaire, done about 100 episodes on uh, at uh, mobilemixed.com, and this very week, Inshallah is about to release a book called SMS Marketing Handbook at smsmarketinghandbook.com and I sat down with him last week to talk about SMS marketing and its impact and the reason you should do it and here are some tactical tips from Greg Hickman from Mobile Mixed and a little bit of insight to his book SMS Marketing Handbook. So uh Greg, take it away. Well, what what do you think is the best
3: use for SMS? I mean, it really depends on your business, so it's, a, I know, a boring answer, but um, a couple things I'll highlight. Um, I think uh, reminders. So like, I think reminders are really important, um, especially for smaller businesses. So like, there is a study that um, a single physician practice loses um, over $150,000 a year to no-shows. And a multi-physician practice that is over a million. So, by implementing something as simple as text message reminders of your appointment to reduce the number of no-shows, you can recoup a lot of that money, and you know quite possibly change your whole year. Um, I know that like I work with a local like salon in here in Denver, and. Um, we did the math about number of times, like how much money she could potentially be losing if she, does, if she has days with open appointments. Um, and she has like one part-time employee. And it's like $27,000 a year if people don't show up to the number of appointments that they have historically not shown up to. Now she uses SMS to fill spots when she sees an opening in the calendar. So like, you know, that today is ending and she sees that there's two time slots open tomorrow, she'll send out a message, you know, in the afternoon today or the early evening with a little a little incentive to get those slots full. And it works every single time. I mean, she has a list of 400 people and it still works every single time. Like you don't need hundreds, you don't need like thousands upon thousands of people. Um, so that's like, that's a big thing. The other thing I think that's really great um, outside of just driving like physical foot traffic, like using time sensitive offers, which is pretty common. I think there's a strategy behind that and we use it at Cabela's um, and I see I see a lot of other retailers using it and it's um, using SMS to increase the average order value per customer. So for example, um, say your, your store, you know that when someone comes into your store, they spend on average $100. Right. Um, that's the value of the cart. So you can send a message now that says, hey, when you show this code in store between this very small window, a couple days, maybe, and you spend over one hundred and fifty dollars, we'll give you 20. So what happens then you drive these people and they spend a hun- over it, at say the minimum 150, you give them 20, you're at 130. You increase the average order value per person by $30, and you've just self funded the entire program. Right, right. So, like, that's amazing. And it works, and it works pretty much every single time. Um, as long as you really understand that about your business, like, you know, average you know, average value of, you know, every customer that comes in, you can then tie that to, okay, well, if we can get an incremental lift of X dollars, that changes our week or our month or our quarter by this percentage. And it all becomes like, kind of like a no brainer. That is Greg Hickman. We sat down for almost an
0: hour and had conversation upon conversation upon conversation around SMS marketing and mobile marketing in general. So please check that episode out. It will be live this Wednesday. The book goes live, inshallah, as I keep saying, you know how things go with books, on Tuesday of this week. And uh, if you want to a little bit, find out a little bit more information about it, go to smsmarketinghandbook.com. If you want to subscribe to his podcast, I implore, I, you, know, you should do that at mobilemixed.com. greg hickman ladies and gentlemen go and support that cat he deserves your money he deserves your attention and if you do let him know that you heard about it here because that's our currency greg if you're listening to this thank you for doing that thank you for being a part of this week in location-based marketing and thank you for being a part of untethered tv man and we'll catch up soon all right uh, we uh the three stories that we're going to look at the first one of these is is this uh sears and uh the curbside pickup uh, see if this is an interesting play simply because you know everybody's trying to figure out how they're going to uh, marry the digital with the physical what do we call that fidget or digiphysical? Or something like that, where you literally have uh, you order online and you do in-store pickup. Best Buy's been doing this for a couple of years. Companies are coming on board. This is the first that I've heard of actually curbside delivery. Uh, at you know when you pull up and it's triggered by a GPS notification, location-based GP- uh, notification that you're waiting and the timer goes. And that is crazy. I don't know what the whole deal is with five-minute pickup, but what's your take on this? I think this is uh, is, is this stretching. Is this fear about Amazon, or is this a good idea?
1: You know, I, I think, I'll, I'll start with this. You know, Sears is consistently year over year when they, when, uh, you know, they do the surveys on, you know, best performers in mobile marketing. And, and um, you know, from a retail perspective uh, in the U.S., they come out always number one or number two, always. Uh, and partly that's because, you know, Sears has struggled uh, from a brand perspective uh, to, to maintain customers. Uh, it tends to be a, an aging demographic that shops there still. Um, and yet they, they, you know, because of that, you know, they're willing to, to take chances and push the boundaries and try almost everything they can with regards to mobile and, and location and such. So I'm not surprised to see this from Sears. I think it's a good, uh, it's a good move. Um, I think, you know, we live in a society of, uh, you know, people just, uh, are you know, want instant gratification. They want everything right now uh, at their fingertips and, and, and they don't want to, you know, be in lines, uh, you know, waiting for stuff. Um, you know, we've talked about that a lot, you and I, and, you know, I, I think this is a, it's a good attempt to see what happens. And I like the GPS uh, trigger piece of it. Um, you know, I think what's interesting about this too is, is that, we see a lot of retailers now, you know, companies like uh, and, and technology companies like agents that are, you know, providing real-time inventory data uh, connected to mobile uh, and, and, and online, you know, offer platforms. So it'd be interesting to see if, in general, you could take some of those, those platforms out there uh, and, and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this particular, uh, you know, pair of jeans. Where is it available right now? What Sears stores is, is it available in right now? And you know, put it on hold, and I'll be there, and uh, you know, I'll pick it up. Uh, I'll, I'll pull into the spot and, and wait to get it in five minutes. So you know, I think that kind of you know inventory data piece, because I don't I, I don't know if that's in here right now. I mean, I it's interesting. Like it doesn't talk about any of that. So you know, what if I go online, I order the thing, and, and it's not available? Like does does it tell me that? Uh, hopefully, it tells me that right? before I
0: drive all the way down there. Before I,
1: before I drive over there and, and waste a trip. So, um, but but I think that's increasingly available from a number of retailers, and I like this idea of you know just kind of pulling into this designated spot and waiting. It reminds me, like first when I first read this story, uh, it reminded me of as a kid, you know, we, uh, going grocery shopping with my parents. We every grocery store in, yes. in, in Toronto, you used to go to the grocery store and then. You'd like you you'd you uh, buy all your, your stuff and then they put it into these little like these bin things uh, on a conveyor, were, on a conveyor, a roller conveyor belt thing. And then you basically go out to your car and you pull your car up to this the, the, to this lane, and there'd be these guys out there unloading these bins and putting it right into your car for yeah. you. I remember um, those days, man. We are old. Yeah, it's been a long time, like since since I've seen that. Um, and and, uh, and and as a kid, like that, like I. I have to say I enjoyed that part of the process, you know, and, you know, like, oh, yeah, you just grab a bin and you want to go in there and roll it on the conveyor belt. I wanted to get in the bin and go for a ride. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyhow, um, you know, it was it was a a nice little, uh, you know, uh, uh, going down memory lane on that uh, when I read this story. So. Kudos to Sears for uh, for trying this out. Yeah,
0: you know I've have, I've have no challenges w- with this. Uh, you know you have to be a little bit unique. I think that this is an interim step before you know same day delivery because that is still mm-hmm. the most convenient thing. And if, sure. if Sears really wanted to jump the shark and and do this well, they would have done same day delivery regardless of the cost, right? So you know throw throw cost to and caution to the wind. You're up against a formidable foe in every other retail on the plan on the planet, including Amazon. So you might as well just dive right into there. So you know this whole this whole thing about time. I don't know what they mean by five minutes. They've probably done a a, you know a huge number of studies and said that the average person doesn't like to wait longer than five minutes, and and this is that number, that magic number. But you know I can see, and I can't see this. But let's go hypothetical that this is a huge success and everybody's lining up to buy their products. You know uh, most companies pride themselves in short distance, like takeout, quick serve restaurants they they have a specific uh, metric that they have to meet with with a, which is how how long you wait at the window and this is how stores are graded all around the uh, around the country is that dwell time at the window. They want you in yeah. and out as quickly as possible. But they don't take into consideration the line, right? So the timer starts when you get to the window, not when you actually ordered your food and it could be brutal to get through. Like if you ever gone to a Starbucks drive-through or a Tim Hortons in Canada or a McDonald's drive-through. Yeah. So uh, you know, McDonald's has tried to do that with the two-window system, right, where you pay at one, which which makes you feel like you're in motion much more than just sitting in line. And, and you know, it's, it's all psychological. But for this, I do believe that Sears, this is one of these interim steps before uh, same-day delivery, and they should have done that right away you know they've leveraged location which is unique but only a small percentage of people are going to be using this sophisticated yeah. shoppers and those are the yeah. ones that are looking at, at at amazon already
1: it's interesting i mean i agree with all the points you're making and and i and i do think it's an interim step the um it'd be interesting to see if sears you know would would take this further and maybe partner up with uh, like an uber or somebody yeah, like that that would be wicked uh, You know, to execute the delivery. I mean, we saw it at Christmas in a very temporal uh, way, with you know, just around delivering Christmas trees for home. uh, It was Home Depot, I think it was. Um, You know, that Uber was involved with that. I think you know, Uber is the kind of company that you know is 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 trying to move and diversify in what it's delivering, Um, not just people, obviously. Um, And uh, so, so this this could be interesting.
0: You know, they don't even need Uber. They could just do with any of the local cab companies, right, if they don't have Uber in the city. And I think that that's that's a really interesting prospect, right, simply because it's it's the uh, last 100 feet from the curb to your door, not from their store to the curb that is the important piece here. But, uh, you know, uh, Sears i remember when they did that massive thing here up in canada they shut down a bunch of stores and they laid everybody off this was uh, maybe in the in the early winter of this year maybe late fall last year and i drove past my local local sears and the e was out so it said sars on that day the sears sign said sars and i'm like how how prophetic that that happens <laughs> on those days like wah, wah anyway so that's that's uh that it's uh, curbside delivery um but uh, the curb is sears and i would say the, the curb should be mine not sears if you're going to do this effectively but good good try good start love the use of location All right, our second uh, story that we want to do a little bit of a deeper dive into is this Amazon Flow. Man, we go from Sears to this Amazon Flow. This is a service, basically, that allows you to do optical like uh, photo or image recognition from your phone. And basically anything that you scan, if you're logged in with the Amazon app, it stores it in your cart or in your wish list. And I think this is freaking awesome this is not new i think android users have had this for quite a while but from ios perspective this is this is very new and uh, they say that instead of you know avoiding that awkward discussion around uh, you know the product in somebody's bathroom or in somebody's kitchen all you do is launch the app and take a snap of it and it'll store it as a uh, uh, in your uh, in your shopping cart and you can purchase it at any time and i think that this is this is um uh, we all know this is coming and i think this is the first step in that piece that kind of uh, makes Amazon the world's largest and most profitable and most valuable company on the planet. This is the first step. I like this, but I like Amazon.
1: I, I like it too. I, I, you know, the whole idea of, you know, image-based search, uh, I, I think is is uh, is gonna take over. You know, it's just gonna change completely the way we do search in general, right? I mean, yeah. um, you know, Google Goggles two years ago, uh, you know, had a, had a, a platform that does something similar to this. He uses camera uh, image recognition with location data, uh, and combine those things uh, together to say, you know, okay, what are you looking at right now? Well, where and where is that device right now? And okay, so let's generate some search results based on that that we think might be appropriate. Almost predictive, uh, based on on what it sees and where it is. Um, and in a similar way, I think Flow, uh, you know, is really about you know never having somebody go to the store ever again <laughs> let's just buy stuff wherever we are at any time from amazon uh, uh um, which is you know it's amazing i mean it's 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 amazon's whole model right and you want a showroom you're like <laughs> this is the showroom says for anybody you know who's who's trying to figure out uh you know price comparison or whatever wherever they are um, you know this is just super super smart uh i love it um the um and the other thing that it reminded me of is, is there's a company called Digimark uh, that's doing something similar as well. So Digimark is a company that's kind of uh, come out of uh, the security world around image. Uh, so embedding images in, in currency and things like that for protective purposes or, or uh, you know, uh, fighting against counterfeiting or even, even in, in, in products, right? So like, is that a real Gucci bag or not a Gucci bag? Um, and being able to detect that from it from an image perspective, you know, with embedded uh, embedded markers and stuff, and so they're starting to move down this road as well in the same category as Flow, where you don't have to scan a barcode or a QR code or in anything; it just recognizes the image and, and then you know comes back with results and, and enables you to buy. So this is the world we're moving to. This is uh, you know Amazon taking its its piece of the pie, and the only thing that you know I was a little bit um, I'm not concerned is not the right word, but surprised I guess is is that it's only iOS uh, and and not even on on their own Kindle Fire devices. So uh, that was kind of interesting, but uh, I assume that'll get rectified quick.
0: No, I think that uh, when you when you think about what they're trying to do here, is they're, uh you know the, the Kindle devices are already the the it's already a window into their system, right? Mm. It's already the, that's their that's their new uh, storefront, so to speak, their their window front. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, it makes it, it makes absolute sense. Like I, I just think about do other retailers have to realize what's going on here? They have to understand that that uh, like the Sears story just a second ago, it, it's not it's not about me initiating the sale at this point right it's it's like i'm not gonna i don't go to the sears catalog and look things up to buy that's that's not my behavior i don't know many people do it yeah. anymore i see something and i'm like i want I, what is i want that right and that's what advertisers get this every day um they put the thing the products that they think that people want on the television sets or in the newspapers or magazines or banner ads or whatever it is but, but I think that that whole thing is shifting, is that people come to our house, and my, my wife does a great job, a beautiful job of designing and decorating our house. She's just, she's got this flair and this touch. You can't tell from here, because this is my space, but everywhere else, that, that everything that she touches, and people come to they're like, oh, where did you get that? Oh, where did you get that? And, and you gotta understand that, that every room is a display showcase for stores these days. And it is about that, that, that initiating wherever you are. And so to your point, Man, I, I think that many retailers are missing the missing the point. Uh, th- there's always going to be a small subset of us that want to go into a store and have an experience, but yeah. I but for the most part, like I want that lamp delivered tomorrow, right? That's what's the driving force. So give me the opportunity that Amazon understands this, and uh, you, you know all this does is is add fuel to that every every piece of your house. Yeah. you want that guitar, it's
1: kind of like I mean for me, what you just described it, it's like going from Pinterest to purchase. Yeah, absolutely. So-
0: that's what it is right yeah. um so anyways it's amazing and, and and who knows how far this goes I think that other companies can emulate this very well um but with the breadth and depth and maybe Sears could do that because Sears has the 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 breadth of product uh, inventory yes. that you know not as much as Amazon does but they certainly do they cover everything um you know, i'd like to see that guy you know whoever that poor sap is that when i buy that my stove has to make that 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 uh treacherous journey with the stove up the from the uh you know the storage room up to my car in five minutes that'll be funny as soon as you know lawsuits start flying from that but but i just think that you, you know there's something missing in everybody else's strategy compared to what amazon is doing and from a digital first understanding what the landscape looks like and understanding that that their their showroom is not a, a website or a physical location it is everybody's living or dining or bathroom or kitchen right yeah that's a different mentality my god god i love amazon i get tear like i think i actually have a tear in my eye when i talk to you
1: i have to say rob this is one of your predictions yeah. uh it's always coming
0: I would highly recommend uh uh the everything store which is uh, a book about amazon and jeff Bezo- bezos it's not bezos it's jeff bezos and uh, how he built amazon amazing amazing book and you'll have a deep appreciation for the store maybe not for the man but for the store but bezos is going to be is king of the world all right our uh, the last store we're going to look at is this uh really cool thing um this kind of Temporal uh, social network that Virgin American uh, is creating uh, for uh, You know people on the plane and around the planes. This is this is a neat thing. We've seen this before but but uh, Richard Branson uh, and and his team understand that you're you're captive on a plane like you have been for so many hours. Uh, you know I'm not a social type of guy on the plane. It's like I, like put, I put my headphones on. I w- watch a movie. I get some work done. I do my, most of my writing there. But for those people that are chatty Cathy's, there's a social network now for Virgin America, and uh, this is probably a unique aspect simply because of the promotions that can happen from this and the awareness making. And probably the, the connections off-flight that this could make with the consumer and Virgin. Uh, so your, your thoughts on this? I think in the, in the kind of news fuse, you really enjoyed this.
1: I, I do. I think it's really interesting. And I guess one of the things that, that I was surprised with is, is that the way this thing is powered, it, I'm not surprised in the way it's powered. It's powered by GoGo's Wi-Fi network yeah. across the entire fleet. Um, and, and so one of the things that, that kind of surprised me is is initially when I started reading the story, I thought, well, this is just about, you know, connecting with other people on your flight. But it's the whole network. It's the whole fleet of Virgin America planes. And so they're using geolocation technology to know exactly where mm-hmm. any given plane is uh, at any given time, any Virgin American plane is. And so when, you, when you're connected to this, to this social network in the air, so to speak, it's it's with all their planes so it might not be somebody on your flight that you're on right now it might be somebody on a flight going in the opposite direction that happens to be you know you know 2,000 miles away but it's still part of the virgin network and somebody that's up in the air right now with you uh, I think that's interesting too because you know it's not even that you can walk you know walk down the aisle in the plane and go say hello to you know, to Joe Smith over there. Uh, you know, it, it could be somebody else that might be on a on a flight that's also going to land at the same place that you're going to land in, and you can agree to meet for coffee when you land or whatever it is. So I think this is really interesting. I think it, it, the the possibilities are here, and it really goes at that demographic that is the Virgin American, you know, customer demographic. You know, typically a bit younger, typically a bit hipper. You know, typically. uh... You know, tech savvy, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Um, That's who they go for,
1: right? Um,
0: I wonder what some of the, sorry, I wonder what some of the badges are for for this. (laughs) Like Mile High Club, right? (laughs) Because that's, it's like the, Mm. uh, you know, the the Virgin American Hookup Club. Um, Yeah. So I'll meet you in five minutes in the washroom.
1: Think about touch room while you're on the plane.
0: That's what I was thinking. How do you you, you tie the first and the last stories together? Uh, This this is uh, you you know what I like about this. You know I I don't like social networks. Uh, You know I think that there's there's an ebb and a flow to social networks, and and I think that we've 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 got two winners right now. Maybe three winners on the outside. Probably four winners. Maybe five. Right, that that have dominated media, dominated our screens all the time, and those are like Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, you know, Instagram. I think that these guys have have done a great job of of doing this, and to compete with these guys is very challenging to begin with because you have to build an audience, you have to have a captive audience, and so you know, on one side, I think that this is very interesting because they have they can do that, they have a captive audience, they have something in common, which is we're all Virgin American. Uh, um, on a flight at that moment and, uh, you know, it has the ability to do this through, if you if you want free Wi-Fi you can sign up for this social network which is an enticement. Once you're in that social network you can actually, they, they're throwing offers at you for flights and discounts and all those kind of things, so there's benefits to being a part of that and then, oh, there's a sidebar which is that there's a, a, communic- a two-way communications tool between people who are flying at that moment, so if, you know and then you might get a mile high badge and, and you, you, you might be able to jump on and get into touch room and, and and uh, it, it, I think that there's an interesting play here, um, just like um, I think like Banjo used to do with which uh, which was uh, proximity sensing and understanding yep. who was in there. There was a couple of other companies that did that around who was near you um, and uh, like Highlight. So may- maybe there's a there's a there's all this kind of play in here. Um, well, the, the one thing I
1: like about it, you know, beyond, you know, the, the network itself and what it does is it, it's, you know, and, and I don't know what, what it is today. I'm on a, a nostalgia trip with this episode today, you know, with, you know, grocery stores and whatever. But, um, you, you know, you, you can still remember, you know, the days when, you know, flying was a different experience, right? Sure. Where, you know, you could get up and walk around and there was like a bar smoke on the Smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette <laughs> and, there was a bit more of a social atmosphere on the plane itself yeah. in, in, in a very physical way. Like, you know, like you could, you can meet people and, and have a drink. And share
0: it, it was
1: before and screens. Do that. And, and yeah, absolutely. And in that you know, what I see here is like a digital version of that, right? Sure. Trying to bring a, a bit of the sense of, we're, we're, we're in this together as, as passengers on this flight and, you know, we have something in common and we can we can actually network and engage with each other. So, uh, you know, I,
0: I like this. What happens? I mean, what about the old uh, common hashtag? Like, you know, I've taken via rail here up in Canada. It's our rail or our, our trains system and, um, you know, been delayed like you always are, you know, Ottawa to yep. Toronto. Um and uh, just use a hashtag and uh, and carried on conversations with people in, you know, multiple trains going in different directions, but still on the one track that is always delayed going east or west. Right. And and um, so you're, you're, you're kind of competing with those things, but those are all event based. And, and and this is really about, uh, you know, taking that, uh, taking that idea that you're a captive audience on a plane, you know, going through the same process. You're up in the air at the same time. I, I don't know. This, it's fascinating because they have the audience, they have the reach. They have the offers they have the ability to control the whole value chain start to finish and the worst thing you can get out of this perhaps is a discount or free wi-fi so um and the best thing might be that badge the mile high club badge all right well those uh so that's it nine stories we hone in on those three big things that we think that are you know have Probably the big, not the biggest stories, but the biggest impact stories of, of the past week. We'll keep doing this. We'd love your feedback on this new format. Do you like it? Do you hate it? You listen to the top nine stories? Do you skip them? Reach out. Robin or asif at thelbma.com. Uh, and uh, you know, Asif is 14 hours ahead, so he's good at responding to his email right now. Just until Saturday. He'll <laughs> get it in the future. He'll be able to yeah. tell you what happens tomorrow for the hockey game at the Olympics. Yeah. All right. okay uh, we've got our one resource. last piece of business yeah and then we'll let us see sleep our infographic how location-based marketing delivers ads to in-store shoppers fascinating look at this
1: Yes, this is a uh, a great little infographic put together by uh, MDG Advertising. Uh, It's called the Future of Proximity and Microlocation Marketing. So focused on that in-store engagement piece. Uh, Some interesting numbers in here. There's one number that says uh, location-based data is currently used only by 23% of marketers in their mobile campaigns. Uh, I would have thought that would have been higher uh, myself by now, but uh, here we are, 23%. Um, it's got a uh, couple great examples in here, Kenneth Cole, uh, it references the Kenneth Cole project uh, that they partner with Swirl on Bluetooth uh, using beacons, there's a lot of stuff on beacons here and, uh, and uh, Apple's uh, iBeacon in particular. Um, but yeah, I mean just, just some great data uh, in here, 60, uh, sorry, 57% of consumers are willing to share their locations to receive more relevant advertising, 53% of consumers are more likely to engage with location-based advertising. So very very pro, uh, you know, location based uh, engagement numbers uh, in in both contexts there, and uh, some good data.
0: Yeah, I definitely this is worth a while. Been, you, if you're watching this, it's been on the screen, but uh, go to uh, I guess forward slash research This will be a yep. download, or of course on This is episode number 169 of this week in location based marketing. You can download the infographic or a link to the infographic there. Um, Fascinating, and this is the kind of stuff that Greg talks about in this episode that I will air on Wednesday. Around, um, you know, the impact of contextually aware and relevant content, right? Right time, right place, and uh, the impact of, of SMS um, and uh, and really simple mobile marketing techniques that will actually get people more engaged with your brand based on the location. So this is this is a very fascinating, this very comprehensive uh, infographic. I I definitely love it. So I check it out. TheLbma.com slash research or this is episode 169 on untether.tv well safe. Here you man, go our first episode from australia absolutely
1: and you know yes i'm still wearing the canada shirt go That's canada great. in the olympics let's make uh, it happen
0: amazing yes um, we are in fourth place in the medals right now in canada uh, canadians are uh on we are on the eve of game three of our you know i I was the disparity between um, medals, right? I I don't mean to diminish any other medal that you get, um, but the the team sports where there's a round robin tournament, like curling, like hockey, like these are Canadian sports. Um, these are. It just seems unfair that you only get one medal. Yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of effort that it takes to win a gold medal in hockey, right? There's parity now, I mean, much more parity now around the world in hockey and, and in curling than there ever has been. And it is grueling to win that medal. And, uh, you know, one mistake in a game, an elimination game, and you're done. But if you have to win seven games now to be able to go yeah. and win the medal, to win the gold medal. And that is, I mean, it's amazing. And curling, I think there's nine or ten, nine games you have to win in order to be able to win the gold medal. It is It is grueling. It's. It's, yeah. So I, I, you know, go go all teams. We I love the Olympics. They, I can't believe we're we're entering day nine here uh, for the Olympics. Yeah, I don't like it at all because it's going too quickly. Um, you know, I, I just sit on my butt all day and watch the Olympics. I have it on my iPad. It's, I know it, it is my I primary I have, screen. I get all the
1: note the push notifications on everything that's happening. You know, if those Hamlin brothers would just, just stop uh, crashing out, stop falling. Anyways.
0: Well, yeah so wherever you are uh whatever you're doing i i hope you're enjoying the olympics i hope you enjoy this new format and please you know what? We would love to continue to do this. Uh, you know, there will be sponsors that are going to be coming on over the next uh, over the course of the next couple of months. We're still looking to fill that out, uh, fill our roster sponsors out in the next by the end of March and uh, to launch uh, for the beginning of April. But while you're doing that, if you you're just an individual and you really want to contribute to the longevity of the show and the quality of the show and the quantity of the shows and uh, you know, maybe some more live shows, please consider supporting this on Patreon.com. Patreon.com forward slash Untether. More live shows, more of a C and I together with a crew and lights and all that kind of stuff would be fun to do. And, of course, if you do this, we'll get you a mug, get you some shirts.
1: I think that live show we did was pretty awesome.
0: Uh, huge great reviews live live uh you know live uh, guests and everything like that so and that was done literally as i said with a logitech camera an ipad an iphone and uh and uh you know a macbook air so um please we'd love to do a little bit more of that so patreon.com forward slash tether would uh you know anything that you can do would be appreciative i feel like i'm begging but really this is just about contributing to independent content creation Absolutely. and
1: Oh, and one last plug too. Don't forget, Sunday, March the 9th, Rob and I will both be in Austin at South by Southwest for Retail Loco, the LBMAs. Uh, fantastic event uh, that's going to be going on there. And we just keep getting more and more speakers. Uh, Rob doesn't even know this yet. We just just got a, the former CFO of Walmart uh, is now going to be uh, joining the, uh, the discussion as well. So uh, we've, got, we've got some great, great people.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that. I cannot wait. I'll be sleeping on the floor somewhere. Um, yep. and I, I think i have to actually fly in uh, to like chicago and drive from chicago down there but i'm gonna make it i'm gonna be there you should too. that is it for episode 169 of this weekend location-based marketing live from australia i think this is the 27th country that we have filmed this or Steve has been in since we've we've been started Something. filming this. it's crazy yeah. So uh, the Lord of Location uh, is at it again. He's in Australia for this week. We'll be back next week for episode number 170. Probably live from Toronto, I would say, right? Live from Traction in Toronto.
1: We'll see what happens. Yeah, it should should be in Toronto.
0: All right. Until then, everybody, have a safe week. Asif, enjoy Australia, Sydney, uh, Fiji, and then uh, your flight back. And for those of you who are just sedentary for the day, thank you so much for listening to this. We really appreciate your time, your effort, your contributions. And again why not stop by patreon.com forward slash untether and contribute to the longevity of this show. We'll see you next week, everybody. Asif, have fun in Australia, man.